Today, Dr. Melanie Burton, a forensic and counseling psychologist, clinical social worker, and licensed addictions counselor, brings you one step closer to a new you, where you feel empowered and on a positive path to growth and well-being. As a solutions-focused therapist, Dr. Melanie Burton can help you live a life worth celebrating by unearthing those long-standing behavior patterns and perceptions that may be holding you back. And now, here's your host, Dr. Melanie Burton. Hello, everybody. BBS Radio family. I hope you're doing great today. I am so happy and excited. I have my guest, Reverend Dr. Amira Hall. Dr. Hall is a PhD, a multi-talented individual who overcame adversity and a near-death experience to become a world-renowned spiritual mentor, mentor, psychic medium, medical intuitive, and inspirational speaker. With five published books, including Love Up Your Life and Manifesting Miracles 101, Amira offers a quantum holistic approach to helping others reach their full potential. Her dedication to personal growth and manifestation has inspired thousands of people worldwide. Discover a new level of resilience, self-discovery, and growth as we delve into Amira's expertise in metaphysics and hear about her journey to becoming a leading figure in the spiritual community. So thank you so much, Dr. Hall. It's such such a pleasure to meet you and thank you so much for being here today as for me it's a delight thank you for hosting me so i think you know with your level of expertise you have a lot of information that can be really beneficial to my audience and to my clients who are really trying to heal from trauma that's the reason i was so excited to have you on on the show today So, again, I think it would be great if you could talk to us about life after death and deathbed visions, communicating with the afterlife, quantum healing, intuition development, which I think would be so awesome. And I'm really excited to hear about spiritual awakening and messages from heaven. Uh, You know, I was talking to you earlier and I was telling you that I was diagnosed with an autoimmune illness, Um, and for for many, many years now, almost four years, I've been suffering from chronic fatigue. So about two months ago, I had a ton of blood work done. I had so much blood work done to try to determine what sort of autoimmune disease I had. To the point where my arm was black and blue. Oh dear. Um, and then they said they they couldn't find anything. 
So I'm still suffering from this chronic fatigue. They told me that um, it was a thyroid issue that I had, parathyroid. So every year I'm back and forth getting blood work done for that. And I'll, I've been told, oh, it's, it's no longer there. Your thyroid is intact. So I know there's a lot of women and even men who suffer from chronic fatigue. So your expertise in that area would be very helpful as well. Okay. Well, you know, really, it all started, I know that many people, probably your entire audience has had hit rock bottom before. You know, it's that place where, you you know, there's no way out and where you feel like life is unraveling around you. And uh, that that was me back in, I was 35 years old. I was going through divorce and my mm. dad died. And that's oh, no. when all the stress triggered <clears throat> what the doctor called chronic fatigue syndrome. Mm-hmm. But he told me, can you imagine this? A doctor told me to go home and prepare my affairs that I would one, either die or end up in a wheelchair for the rest of my life. So, Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's exactly what he told me. And that was in 1991. So you can just imagine depression doesn't even begin to touch on, on that desperate feeling. Correct. I mean, you had to be suffering from depression after the divorce and the loss of your dad as well. That's I right. know I know when I lost my dad, right. I I I suffered from major depression. Right. And and to top that off, when I thought things couldn't get worse, then I got fired. And back then I was probably, I was making about $80,000. I was a really high income earner at the time. So Mm -hmm. I'm from Canada. So I had recently moved here. I'd only been here three years. So I didn't have a large support group. So I tell you what, I, I cried a lot for a couple of weeks. And then I went on the journey of alternative healing since the medical profession or, you know, Western medicine pretty much kicked me to the curb. I figured, okay, I'm going to figure this out. And luckily I had a friend who was an acupuncture student and she directed Mm -hmm. me to a Chinese acupuncturist that really, really was instrumental in helping me restore my chi, my energy. But the curiosity and after losing my dad, I was just grappling with the notion of what happens when we die. And that's when I began studying the ancient mystery schools and meditation. And also spending a lot more time in appreciating the little things in life, right? I learned a lot. I changed a lot of things in my life from the food to, you know, I went on a real journey. And back in 1991, we didn't have an internet, right? No, we didn't. It was just based on what I could uncover. And I was willing to try anything because I had no other option. So that I think that was actually a, li- a liberating time for me because medical science didn't have an answer. And so quite honestly, I don't really trust them much anymore. It's, you know, it's like, especially that, that after the doctor, me, you know, right. Yeah. So that's what started me off on the journey. And then it was, it was strange as I studied the ancient mystery schools. It was like, I had this mysterious urge to go on a spiritual pilgrimage to Egypt. And I went to Egypt um, in 1998. And that's where I left this world. I had a near-death experience while I was traveling there. 
um, right outside the Valley of the Kings where all the ancient pharaohs' tombs are buried. And, you know, that's when, you know, coming back into my body was an incredibly daunting experience because I found myself whirling through a vast expanse of the cosmos headed towards a familiar small blue planet. And it was the sound of Arabic voices that were like a beacon that just honed in and, and beeped to directing me to where I last left my body. And then coming back into my physical earthly body was even more challenging. It felt like I was struggling to put on wet clothes. Wow. And that at the same time, there was this blinding sunlight that was not only painful, but it was disorienting. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I, my will was struggling with my body and my body was starting to win. I felt like my bowels were ready to explode and I desperately needed a bathroom. Luckily, I had a dear Egyptian friend that was with me that nurtured me and helped me until my body's my energy was restored. You know, the whole time I felt like this brand newborn baby full of peace and joy and bliss. And then there was a strange, absolute clarity that I experienced at the same time, but it was a surreal and it was disturbing when I started to realize that I was seeing things that other people were not, otherworldly beings and a mysterious phenomena that was defied explanation. And, you know, it was for me, it was like I stepped into a set in Star Wars in the cantina scene. It was just a strange world of, you know, of foreign and unknown sights and sounds. But then it was coming back to the U.S., coming back to my life, that that was the biggest shock to my system because I began watching my life unravel again. Friends started drifting away as I was seeing things that other people weren't. And then once again, I got fired from a six-figure job. So that's when I went on a quest to find out what happened to me. And I went to a lot of different psychics and healers and mystics. I went to great lengths and they all told me something different. And that just ticked me off, you know. Um, And, you know, I thought, well, if I died, so this was in 1998. So we, again, the internet was barely functioning at that point. I thought, if I died, how come I didn't see a tunnel? And how come I didn't see Jesus? And so I went on this quest, and it wasn't until I found a healer that told me, Amira, you have stuck energy. And that's what's creating the anxiety, the depression, and the isolation. And so I thought, woohoo, I just want my life back. I'll do whatever it takes, right? And that's when I began the journey of trying to understand and learning techniques to clear the energy blocks. And that was pivotal. And I've been doing this type of work for 23 years now. Because what I discovered is that as as that near-death experience triggered um, some aspect within me to see things that I couldn't before. So that's when my abilities really, really, you know, exploded, I guess you could say, erupted. (laughs) Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was, you know, it was a journey of rediscovering who I am. 
And and I think too, you know, I used to say jokingly, I, before I knew exactly what happened, that yes, this was technically a near-death experience. And yes, oh, what happened was after I started clearing myself is I was on this massage table and I I had this spontaneous out-of-body experience where I entered that, that mystical um, realm of the Hall of Records. And it was there that I was taken an awe-inspiring tour of the all. And I was shown the fabric of all creation, love. And then I was blessed with a life review that showed me where my emotions through my time, through my life, were stuck, where those stuck emotions created dysfunction, dis-ease, and destruction of my dreams, of my goals, of my relationships, of my career. And that's when I knew and had the clear understanding that one, we are energy, Everything is everything that we create in our whole life experience. And then I understood that as an energy being, a spiritual being having a human experience, my job and all of us here on earth is our journey is to understand who and what we are Mm -hmm. in order to, when we learn to manage our energy, that which we are, then we can create the reality we desire, you know? I think there's a scripture that says, you know, you will do what I do and much more, right? You are a creator built in the likeness and image of the creator. The trick is, how do we do it, right? How do we do it consistently? We don't like it when life is flowing, right? When everything's grooving. But by God, it's not all the time. It's not all the time. And And so that's the journey. That's the challenge. I'll be first to admit it's fantastic when we're in the flow. And my book, I, you know, my Manifesting Miracles 101. Well, that's another thing I wanted to talk to you about. But that's what we're here to do. We're here to groove. We're here to get in the zone. Because because when we think of manifesting different things, we're taught be careful what you think about (laughs) and what what you think about manifesting. Yeah, because it can actually happen. Like my my biggest fear, you know, uh, is uh, like spiders. And if I think, wow, there might be a spider upstairs, you best believe that I'm gonna I'm gonna see a spider upstairs. Are you afraid of spiders? I'm afraid of them. Okay, so if we think of. So let me just, I don't know if you're, spiders are a realm of entities that usually come into our energy field on pain. They eat the energy that we call pain. They feed on that. And that's so interesting. Have you been afraid of spiders your whole life? As a kid, I can tell you that I used to have a nightmare all the time that there was a gigantic spider that was yeah. going to come out of the hedges in the front yard. So my my perception right now as I'm looking at that is that there's some spider energy on your astro on the astral body or the astral plane which is your energy body where you go and you travel at night when you dream. 
It's our spirit body. And so, yeah, that's an energy that, you know, I can have a look at you later and clear that out. I need you to clear that. More. Yeah. God, help us. <laughs> yeah, those are not fun. Same thing with snakes. This is not a conversation that I typically dive right into, but this is something that like a lot of people don't want to hear about. But for instance, I see snakes are sort of in the in the line of, of reptilians, right? And uh, mm-hmm. the whole realm of beings, they exist. And I see them as controlling money on our planet. So when people have issues or fear around money or, or bad with money or that, you know, it just comes in and it falls away. A lot of times there's things like that. These snake beings are destroying. They, they, they are, they're actually more control beings. They control us, but Hey, aren't we all controlled with money on the planet? Yes. You know, we all want it. We mm-hmm. all manipulate. I mean, there's so much manipulation around money, right? And also, um, competition, right? So that's a control, a factor of control of humanity. So our challenge is to play the game of money that's controlled by reptilians on the planet, but to not get let it control you. Like play the game, but don't let it define you. Right. That would be, you know, because some people that's all they live for is, is, you know, money. And that's the that's the thing that identifies or um, they identify with. And it seems like even once people become millionaires, they only want more. Well, I do know. Yeah, I do know people that are very wealthy and incredibly generous and they use their money to support and help people and, and that. So I guess there's probably a mixed bag is what I experience with people, but you know, Look, I've seen a lot of wealthy people, too, that are sick, right? And how can they even enjoy it? Right. But there's like, there's that need, that money is controlling them. Yeah. Yeah, well, they say it's the root of all evil. Yeah, I guess they say that, but I don't believe that. <laughs> I see some evil with it. There's no question. And I do see it controlling us. And uh, so that's the challenge, isn't it? We're all, we've all got these lessons to learn. That's why we're here in a human body. Right. That's my perception anyway. These are my beliefs. These are, these are things that I've come to learn over the years. Certainly I'm not imposing it on anybody. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So talk to us more about um, the spiritual healing and, how we can get some of that positive energy. So there again, it comes back to learning about our energy, right? And because of my clairvoyance was really triggered and opened in my near-death experience, when I came home, I knew I was different, going on this quest to figure out what happened, right? So that was the journey. I just wanted my life back. I just wanted to get back into my great career. And I had no intention of doing this kind of work full-time, you know? But I started to um, see things that other people couldn't around me. And so when I would do some readings for people or just look, I started with coffee ground readings in, um, because I'd been to Egypt so many times and I would start just reading coffee grounds and people said, how do you see all that you just <laughs> said about me in that? So that's when I started teaching people the basic tools 
to clearing and healing themselves. Because when we do that, when we bring our energy centers all into alignment, when we clear our trauma, we clear our childhood pain and the the resentment and the anger and the fears, spider fears, things like that. (laughs) When we start clearing all that, what happens is it's almost like it creates, it's like emptying your attic. And all of a sudden there's all this free space, right? Or moving out old furniture. Then you can bring in the new vibe. And really our energy is scattered from here to kingdom come. Think of every place you've traveled to. Think of every book you've read read or written. Think of every conversation you've had. You left a part of you in that moment. True. In time. And so every chair you've ever sat in or airplane you've flown in. You know, I was thinking about, imagine every gift you've given to somebody. How much energy you've left. I know I've got these scrubbies that I use in my shower that I bought when I was living in Dubai. I just love them and you can't really buy them here. And I, every time I get in the shower and scrub myself down, I think of my friend that got those for me. Wow, that's great. You just start thinking about that. Some of us remember things, you know, memories or there's a part of our heart that's with that moment in time. You have literally left your energy with that person or that situation. So the work I do is about, first of all, clearing what's not us or beliefs that we think are us or patterns of of control or fear or resentment, all of these patterns that we learned as youngsters, clearing that and then reclaiming our essence. So when we have a stronger, condensed, let's say, ball of energy that's us, then that is that energy field that becomes magnetic. And when you have that thought and you think and you create it, that's literally what's drawing it to you. I'm seeing people think and boom, next thing you know, you know, they're, they're, they're manifesting. And they're just like, oh my gosh, I didn't think it would happen that fast. That's because the clearer and more refined our energy field is, it's like the the thought really is divinely connected with God and it manifests, boom, like that. And, And I see the energy on the planet accelerating. So one, you see more and more people traumatized and don't know what to do with their traumas and more and more therapists as, as a result, right? That are trying to help people, but letting go of those, that pain, not to identify with it. And so that we can step into this, this superpower. Uh, many, I don't know, maybe we have many superpowers, you know? Um, I believe everybody is psychic. I believe everybody has spiritual clairvoyant, clairaudient, and claircognizant abilities. The trick is, how can we get it all to, you know, synchronize? Because truthfully, I don't do anything. I just release the energy. I'm like a clairvoyant cleaning lady, you know, and Mm -hmm. I just clean out the energies and all the baggage so that you can just be in your flow. The spirit, your spirit, and your divine blueprint your, you know, program from God, your mission here is between you and God. And when that's clear and, and direct and on track, you're boom, you'd just be flying. 
maybe walking on water or walking through walls. (laughs) 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 Woohoo, that's fun, huh? Yeah. Oh, I'm working on the turn water into wine trick. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, no, I'm not drinking too much wine these days. You know, my health, I'm also dealing with a thyroid challenge. Um, And I think probably way back when I was diagnosed with chronic fatigue, I think I was, that was an issue also. Um, And, and more than that, I think we've got environmental toxins that are barraging us. So those have to be cleaned out, right? There's so Mm -hmm. much misinformation about the thyroid and anyhow, but it's, you know, hey, I don't look like I'm in a wheelchair, do I? I've got this chair. That doctor was that doctor was way that doctor was way wrong. Way wrong. I basically said, you know, to to you know, once I got my strength after crying for two weeks, um yeah. And just, I mean, I went to acupuncture treatment three times a week. I was so debilitated. I couldn't crawl to my kitchen and make a cup of tea. I had no support. I was completely on my own. And there were people in my family that thought I was exaggerating that, oh, you can't be sick. They they never saw me sick. So that's the thing. And I think trauma or the loss of a loved one is so deeply rooted. Um, you know, our identity that it, it, it trips, uh, I don't know, booby traps within us, right? That every, it, nice. you know, the house of cards comes come tumbling down. So, and I'm the, I'm the kind of girl that, you know, I get frustrated. I need to see results. And so being in that state was incredibly difficult. It took me a couple of years, really. I mean, really, it was seven years before I was really back. I got back into the corporate world, but it was a long journey. And a lot of people back then didn't have a clue what they were, you know, I did a lot of detoxing. I did a lot. I tried vegetarian. I tried juicing. I, you know, I did it all completely organic since 91. So uh, all those little, and, and you know what? I also think not only mental parasites in terms of spiders, but there's physical parasites that I think most mainstream medicine doesn't talk about or work on. Back to your issue. Have you traveled a lot? I have traveled a lot. I can see that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, And so I, that I, I, I see this parasitic influence. I'll tell you a story. I, uh, I was living in San Diego at the time and this woman came to me and she wanted me to do uh, a clearing or come to her house or for her husband. And uh, I said, it looks like he's dying. And she said, yes, he is. And I said, I'm sorry, I'm not the girl to heal or fix that because I've just, it was not too long after my own near-death experience. I said, I know what it's like on the other side. I wouldn't hold anybody here, right? Of course, she's married to him, so she wants, you know, to to have her guy around for a while. And it scared me, too, uh, to be honest. She worked for the San Diego Police Department, and I'm thinking, oh, my God, if, if she's going to call me a witch or something like that, you know, practicing medicine without a license, who knew, right? Right. And so that kind of unnerved me. Well, she called me again six months later. 
And she said, please, please come to our house. Well, I could not sleep that night. I paced the floors. I was so freaked out. Like, what am I going to say to this man? Because if there was a clock that said, okay, he dies at midnight, that man was at 11.55. And when I got there, he was nothing but a a bag of bones, skeleton. He was drinking a small glass of water a day, and he would have one bowel movement in a week. Oh, my gosh. And I mean, he's on this sofa bed the main floor of the house and I'm I'm sitting next to him. So I remember spirit saying to me, just say what you see. Don't interpret it. Okay. Okay. So I was sticking with that. Well, I'll just say what I see. And I said to him, I said, John, I see that you, um, I see metal toxicity. He said, I was a welder for 20 years. I said, wow. Okay. Then I saw parasites and I don't, I, I don't know why. I said that I can't recall all the details, but I said, you need to speak to my friend, Dr. Bivens. And he was an expert in parasites. He was a chiropractor, mind you, but he, um, they did a, the, a stool test. And Dr. Bivens said to him, where were you three years ago? Now, this man, John, had been diagnosed by the top medical team's neurology in San Diego with MS. And they were pumping them full of MS drugs. And so back to Dr. Bivens, he said, oh, three years ago, I was in Panama. I went with my wife to celebrate our, our wedding and to be with our family. He said, you have Giardia. That's a parasite. It was completely eating his entire digestive Oh, my system. God. And it was mimicking all the symptoms of multiple cirrhosis. Mm-hmm. They got him onto a liquid green diet. And a a year later, I got a phone call from somebody I didn't even recognize. And he said, hey, Amira, I want to thank you for being instrumental in helping me heal my life. Yeah. So I I don't know why, how I'm a parasite uh, barometer, but I seem to do well with that or identify it. So anyway, he got back on track. That's amazing. Yeah, that's amazing. And his wife was so dedicated, bless her heart. She did everything to 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 really save his life. She did all the heavy work, I'm sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But hey, the wrong diagnosis, like my doctor, if I didn't have the, you know, piss and vinegar in my soul, I guess I wouldn't have kept fighting, right? Because it's so incredibly debilitating. And the depression that goes along with chronic fatigue is just monumental. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's it's really debilitating. It's really, really debilitating. Yeah, I'm seeing this energy at the back of your, uh, right, just above your shoulder blades. And um, it kind of looks like a push button. And I'm not quite sure what that is. Maybe we could talk after. Um, but I'm mo- moving that energy. It looks like an energy that's sort of programming you or limiting you. It looks like a, do you remember the chatty Kathy dolls? I don't know if you're as old as I am. <laughs> we no. had these dolls and we'd, we'd push them and they'd talk. <laughs> I not- remember the dolls where you put a, you put a string in the back. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if this was like that. I was in Canada, so we might've had different dolls, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, that, that it just looks like a push button that somebody's implanted in your space. 
Are you curious about uh, aliens? About what? Aliens. Aliens. ETs. I, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not really curious about, about aliens. Um, I, I'm not sure whether, I'm not sure. Sorry. I'm (laughs) not sure. I'm, I'm not sure whether they exist or not. I know there's been a lot of UFO sightings. Yeah. And really strange things in the sky. But I don't know if it's actually aliens. Okay. Yeah. So really, you know, coming back to my book, I it's the techniques, it's the energy tools that I teach. So I, I, I connected with the quantum field. I realized I stepped into the quantum field. And when I started to download information, and understand about energy, that I'm energy, my thoughts are creating my dis-ease. That's when I started to learn and, and create these techniques, a system that us silly humans could follow consistently to access the unconscious part of ourselves. You know, I think those of us struggling with trauma mm-hmm. would clear it if we could see it or know how easily we could do that, right? If right. we could just take a magic brush and just wipe it away, who who would want to stay with the trauma? So that's the part that I started but, to work on these tools to clear it. You know, I've had a lot of clients who have said, I did not know They've said, I've seen like all these different therapists and I did not know that I had PTSD until you made me start doing that work and you gave me the readings and everything, Yeah, you know, just recognizing that and wondering what the heck was wrong with me for all these years. And now I know it. Yeah. Well, quite honestly, when all this happened to me, I don't think they, it was a common term, trauma. And even when I um, had my near-death experience in 1998, that was not a common word thrown around. You know, it's become more mainstream now. Right. Um, you know, you didn't even talk about your depression. Right. Back then. So, and there was no resources. I mean, other than books and you'd have to go to the library, but when you're depressed, how many people go look and try and figure it out? You just right. want to and close pe- the and, door. And and, you, you, know. you feel stigmatized that people are wondering what's wrong with you. Yeah. Um, sure. But especially for complex trauma survivors, people who have experienced trauma after trauma, after trauma, after trauma, they don't even recognize that they're a trauma su- survivor yeah, because they because become a zombie, right? They're so so used to these terrible things happening right. to them. It's literally there. That's the new program, and so you know the work I do is slowly unraveling that. So one, the body can still feel safe, like they're because when you get com- comfortable with that new pattern of trauma, you're actually going to be inclined to hold that pattern in place. Unless you can safely, easily release it in a way to trust the new energy that's replacing it. 
So yeah, we have to be delicate. And even if if a person doesn't identify it as a, as a trauma situation, honestly, I think everything from a divorce, a breakup, being terminated, um, yeah, I'm I'm sure you've got a long list of things that we don't don't often identify as trauma, but it is. It is. It definitely is. Yeah. So yeah, learning how to see, I believe that nobody taught us that we're energy. We're energy before we're a mind or a body. And the way I saw it and see it over and over again, when we're these spirit beings that come into a human form in the mother's mm-hmm. womb, we don't know any other energy except our mother. Right. And so what I say is we match mama's energy. We absorb mother's energy. It's the only thing we're familiar with. We're mm-hmm. we're matching her vibration, her thoughts, her emotions all of her experiences that's come that comes into our energy field and so that's our new, that's our archive of reference points and then as we're born we match papa or dad and then our siblings and our teachers and our friends and on and on and on so we become this and then we have these traumas that build on that so could it be the foreign energy from other people that attracted, magnetized these traumatic events to us? Could it be? It's a thought. It is. Could it be? Because, you know, we get to puberty and we start rebelling, right? What we're unconsciously trying to do is remove or re, re, um, step away from mom and dad's energy. So we're, we're stepping into this new age of reason and choice. It's kind of this, this, I, this word of volition to have free choice as a spirit. So we're we're going against the grain. We resist what they they want us to do because our spirit is actually trying to align with our own purpose and our own information as a soul. So it becomes that tug of war, you know, that everybody goes through this these terrible teens. And that's how I see the energy. And so ultimately we all want to be who we're, we're here to be and, and express it in the fullest we can be. And the job when we're layered up with trauma and pain, <clears throat> pardon me, is our job is to understand that that's not who we are and that we can clear it with the right tools, learning the right approach in a safe manner. Then, then we can progress. Otherwise, we'll stay stuck in the quagmire. It's not pretty, but we do have a choice. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. And it's, it's, you know, it's, I don't know. Is it an easy journey? I'd like to think, you know, when you have the right tools for the right job, my ex-husband always used to say that you got to get the right tool for the right job (laughs) and you can't use a butter knife to screw open a screw like I do. <laughs> yeah. And so it's like this with our quantum field or that energy part of who we are. Having the right leadership, having the right techniques or tools can streamline the event. And you know, I know there's lots of wonderful healers out there and mystics and therapists, but unless there's a grounded, proven strategy 
and structure. Like you've probably been to a lot of doctors too, and you just spin your wheels. So we need the right, right connection to then direct us. So that's what I've spent the last 23 years doing the right system, proving it, doing it over and over and over. And that is using a scientific approach to a spiritual problem. And again, we need the 3D part of our world to merge with the non-physical, the 5D or the 4D world. And I think as humanity, as we're waking up to this, and we're like, what? You mean I can fly? (laughs) Yeah, Mm -hmm. probably. (laughs) I fly in my dreams. How about you? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You have the prettiest smile, I have to just say. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Yeah, you need to wear that more often. People tell me that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's lovely, lovely, lovely. Your smile is beautiful as well. Thank you. Thank you. It sure it sure helps when we feel it, right? Yeah. You know, I remember those days where, boy, oh boy, it took everything in me to make a smile. And along with the depression is just the muddy, muddy fog, foggy thinking, right? And and the nerves are not firing correctly. So yeah, it's a it's a dark, challenging journey. So I'm sending you some beams of quantum light right now, my friend. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, you're so welcome. Thank you so much. So um, can can you talk to us a little bit about this masterclass that you offer? Yeah, I have a manifesting masterclass on my website. That's a free uh, webinar, basically. It's pre-recorded. You can just go to my website, Amira Hall, A-M-I-R-A-H and H-A-L-L.com. And there you can access the free masterclass and just learn more about your energy and why perhaps things aren't working for you and, you know, how to turn that around. I've got all the answers right there. That sounds great. That sounds really wonderful. And that's, I I, I just want to say that I, really, really love the fact that you offer that to people free of charge? Well, I've got a couple other things and I don't want to overwhelm people, but I have a tool that I give to absolutely every single person I work with. And over the years, there's thousands and thousands and I call it the stress buster. Okay. And what it is, is a quantum energy shower. It's a guided meditation, but it will start moving your energy for anybody that feels stuck or miserable or just unlucky or or just not feeling like things are going their way or want to boost or just ho-hum, whatever the issue is, I, I practice the stress buster every single day because we've got to keep our energy field moving and it, it's designed to help you um just release energy. Yeah. So, um, gosh, darn it. I wasn't, I just, spirit just told me to say this. So it's my website, amirahall.com forward slash. And will you put that link in the, in the description if I give that to you? Yes, we can. Okay. That I think will help. And then it's uh, uh, slash stress dash buster. I think that's it. And, um, that way, and I'll give you the link to make sure, and people can just start doing it, start moving their energy, and you can get a feel for how you feel different. 
how your mind starts shifting. Well, I need that for my clients. You do need it for you. <laughs> and for me. <laughs> yeah. What is See, it? I, I always put them before myself. And, and that's one of the very first things I start working with people, doctor. It's like, Dr. Melanie is greater than everyone else. You know, Amira <laughs> is greater than everyone else. And everybody, whoever we're talking to, right? You have to put you number one. So, yeah. What we're teaching, we have to learn, right? Yes, absolutely. But, you know, I'm going to try it out before I let them have it. <laughs> I'm going to use that gift. See how I'm going to use that gift that you're giving me before I give it away. <laughs> okay, well, you do that. And, uh, yeah, and the more the merrier, you know, I'm happy to share. Yeah, you'll get a flavor for it. It's, it's very powerful. And I had, I had a billionaire dentist in Dubai that... He, he left me a review. It was in my book and I just read it again the other day. And I thought, Oh, how sweet. Dr. Michael, he said that, you know, he lives and works, has an extremely busy life. He's got two or three dental offices in Dubai and a hospital and one in Stockholm. And, um, he practices the stress buster every single day, you know, and he starts his day with that because, you know, you have a long, hectic, busy, you know, challenging day. You've got to stay focused. You know, and yes, he makes a lot of money, but he makes a lot of people happy. He does incredible work. And so to be on his game, he he realizes he's got to take care of himself. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that's it. When we work the energy, and I'm going to leave you with one last story, is um, that is if you'd like to hear it. I'd love to hear it. Okay. And why is the time going so fast? <laughs> you know, I've noticed that the last three why? years. I, I have to look at the clock like three times and go, did, did, did I just miss five hours? You know? Yeah. So I was living in Dubai at the time. I was there for five years. And this woman called me to come and work on her sister. And I didn't know who she was. Turns out she was a royal princess. They kept it very quiet to me. And so when I went to the palace, I figured out she was a royal family member. This woman had a long list of things she wanted to have different. And that's where I start with people. Not what do you want to heal? I'm not going in there. I'm not God, right? I'm here to align your spirit with with the divine. But it's not up to me. It's up to you and God. So we're. I said, what, what would you like? She said, well, I'd like a better relationship with my husband. They've been married for 15 years and she's never traveled alone with him because as an inside like VVVIP member of the royal family, she is always with an entourage of people. Okay, so they're never alone. So that was number one. Number two, she had some aches and pains. She had no passion. She went to bed at eight o'clock with her kids. She had nothing to live for. She was like a bird in a cage in that life. Then she said, she had three children, but she wanted another one. And the, they had, so the doctors told her that she would never conceive a child naturally. And as a royal princess in the Arab world, her job is to create children. Okay. So knowing that the husband can get another wife, she didn't really want that. And they wanted another child. They had the fourth IVF in vitro fertilization and it failed. So she was calling me to make sure the next team of medical uh, experts that were coming 
and the hormones that she was going to take were going to set her up for a successful pregnancy. Well, so I get there and she's telling me this. I'm thinking, holy geez, now I've got to get a woman pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. So it kind of freaked me out because her husband was in charge of the police for the country. And the military. So again, back to John in San Diego, I was starting to go, God, they could throw me in jail and throw away the key. So I just start doing what I do, seeing what I see. And I asked her, I said, what happened to you at 18 years old? She said, I was planning to get married to one man. And my family told me I couldn't. I had to marry another man. And he was the royal prince. She was a cousin to to the royal family, but she didn't want to be right immersed in this thick of things, right? She wanted to have some autonomy. So anyway, she said, Amira, I cried for, for two weeks. I was so depressed. Mm. And so I saw that energy stuck. I just moved the energy. And then like four weeks, five weeks, we did about six or eight sessions together. They're usually about one hour sessions. Okay. And session six, she says, Amira, my husband's coming home early on Friday. He's never done that before. And he's taking me into the guest bedroom. And she starts telling me how things are spicing up, right? The adult fun department. And next thing you know, I said to her, don't be surprised if you get pregnant naturally before you start hormone therapy. And guess what? She called me in about eight weeks. Guess what, Amira? I said, yeah, you're pregnant. She goes, well, I thought you were a crazy lady. I said, well, she didn't believe me when I said that. She didn't believe it because in her mind, she thought the only way she could get pregnant was with hormones, the way the, the, way the doctors told her. She believed everything they said. She She delivered a happy, healthy baby boy, and she delivered naturally. And she said, Amira, you gave me the biggest gift anybody could give me to feel like a real woman getting pregnant naturally and delivering naturally. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. You have a very special gift. So if someone, if, if someone wanted a consultation, is it best to reach you on your website? Yes, they can go to my website. There should be a link there for them to um, connect with my calendar. And I'd be happy to give them a 20-minute introductory conversation uh, to figure out a plan, what would be the best approach for them. Um, I, I, Yeah, and, and we'll, we'll figure it out. Okay. So you have two websites. I w- there's just one, Amir Hall. AmirHaw.com. Yeah. Okay. I'm on YouTube. People can find me. I, I do. I go live on YouTube every every weekday. And so there's all kinds of videos there and information. I talk about a lot of different things. So if you want You're to- You're on Twitter as well. Yeah, I'm on Twitter. But yeah, my, my Facebook presence, I got hacked last December. So- What is going uh, on with Facebook and uh, people getting hacked? I don't know, but they, they completely wiped me out. I had- over 12,000 followers. They completely shut everything down. So that's, that, that was a heart. That was a heavy heart. Tra- talk about trauma, <laughs> Facebook trauma. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, so I, I just, you know, it 
since 2009, I was, uh, you know, on Facebook. So that's a long time. I didn't really feel like rebuilding it at this point. I don't blame you. Yeah, that was trauma. <laughs> that is that is trauma. Yeah, Someone trying to to to, to, to Facebook keep me down. That's somebody right. trying to pull a scam. Yeah, exactly. So I definitely will be in touch with you. Okay, yes. And I will be scheduling a consultation. Let's do that. Let's do that. Yes, yes. So we can rock and roll. Yes. We've got work to do. And and I need that stress dash buster. Yeah, I'm sorry. Can... I, I, I was sort of uh, not expecting this. I don't even know where to where I put it. I, I've been cha- sort of channeling here, so. Okay. Yeah, but we'll, I'll give it to you and you can put it on your show link and your show I... notes. That will be very helpful. That'd be great. I will do that. So it's been great spending time with you and meeting you and forming a relationship with you. I'm looking forward to to working with you and I will be sending other people your way as well. Thank you so much, Dr. Melanie. You are so welcome, Dr. Haw. It's been been a pleasure. I could talk to you and listen to you for hours. I wish we had more time, but we don't. All right. I'll talk to you on the other <laughs> side in our private time, okay? Yes, I look forward to it. Thank you. Thank so you so good. much for being a guest on my show. Okay, love. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Okay. Outro. Awesome.